What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Vault, and I have one of my good friends in here today. Would you all please welcome Ted Edward Aguilar from Death Angel. Hello, Zed. I just want to know, what's going on with that spider, man? Yeah, he's got his own thing. We got to have to come up with a name for that guy because he's just been, yeah, everybody says that that comes in. He'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. And, Luckily, uh, you didn't have Cavastani in here. He's not a big fan of spiders. Really? Well, I'm, I'm going to get Cavastani in here at some point. <laughs> so we're going to have to have a conversation with him anyway. So how's it going, man? Good to see you here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. And you're, you're not just, that far away from where I live. I know that's great. The vault is uh, kind of uh, yeah, right. We're just hopping, skipping. We keep talking about lunch, but I get busy, you get busy. We all and we we're, just get we're busy adults now. Yeah, we yeah. try. To, well, we try to be yeah. anyway. So you just got up the road with Overkill for a little bit, right? Yeah, we. Uh, the last show was in Boston, and we did some headliners on the way home. But we did headliners on the way. Met them, did an East Coast run with them, then got done with it at Boston. Did some uh, headlining shows on the way back and. Last show was at the DNA Sunday. Nice. Hometown nice. show, which was killer. Nice. Well, we're going to get into more of Humanicide, the new Death Angel record. But basically, I want you to kind of tell everybody um, everybody's interested in the Bay Area thrash and how it started and how members have come in and gone. And, you know, you came into a, a, a kind of an iconic, legendary thrash band. And, and I, I want you to tell everybody kind of how that came about. It's been. Um, 19 years now? 18 this 18 August. 18 this August, that's right. And you were talking about your first show was um, Thrash of the Titans? August 11th, 2001. August 11. Well, let's, let's get up that. Talk about getting into the band. What were you All doing right. before? You and Will were telling some great stories when we were on the bus. We, Death Angel and Exodus, were in Europe together in December of 2018. That was fun, wasn't it? Well, let's, God, let's do that. <laughs> we just need a new record and we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. Can we shared a bus and had some good times. Oh, shared a bus. Wow. Yeah. Uh, won't and, and, Carol. And, and, I learned what Won't Carol was. Yeah. <laughs> you had the pleasure of being his... Roommate, oh, right, right next to him. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of visuals on that. That was, uh, <laughs> and I will just use the word visual on that. I'll get Will in here as well because oh, yeah, we'll have yeah. some fun with yeah. him. But uh, tell us about uh, tell us about how, how what you were doing before Death Angel. I mean, you've always been a metal fan, obviously. Oh, totally, totally. Always been a metal fan. But before that, you know, um, before the whole thrash of the Titans came about, you know, as you know. Mark, Rob, and Andy were in a band called Swarm. Right, the Swarm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I was in a band called Sift, which some of the guys are in Mudface now. Um, and we did a lot of local shows together. You know, we played like what the Paradise Lounge, the Pound, and all that. You were so, in Mudface for like, or you did yeah, some shows with Mudface, started, right? Started started the band with Chris. Right. Yeah, and they're off doing some cool stuff right now, which I'm so stoked about. Um, getting back, so uh, Sift and Swarm did a lot of shows together. And um, I remember I used to work in women's fashion. I used to work at a women's handbag company called really? The Sack. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting at my desk because I was doing IT work at the time. And a, a friend of mine emailed me that Thrash of the Titans flyer. And it was like, oh, everyone's getting back together. And I saw Death Angel. I was like so excited. So um, I remember Rob called me and I told him, hey, dude, I'm so excited you guys are getting back together. If there's anything you need help with, haul your gear, <laughs> right? whatever. I just want to be a, a part of the show. Come into the show, yeah, right? see the all show, the bands, have you know. that advantage point of it, yeah. definitely. And actually, Rob actually asked me, we reached out to Gus. He, he's not into it. Do you want to do it? Wow. Right then and there, I said, yep. And that night, 
the first person I called when I got off was my wife, and she was excited. And I went home that night. I hooked up with Rob and Mark at their rehearsal room because they were rehearsing Swarm, and we were going over the DA songs that were going to be played at Thrash of Titans. Now, how long had they gone before they had actually done a DA show before they did this? Because they did um, the organization, too, yeah. for a while. So was there, was there any DA in there between no, that you know no. of? No, I think the last show they did as a band was in Japan in 91, and I think that was with Chris Contos. So Andy wasn't even on that at yeah, that time. Yeah, I think he was still recovering. But it was still Gus and Dennis that Gus were still Gus and Dennis, the, Mark uh-huh. and Rob, and I think Chris Contos did that uh, – those last shows, and after that, uh, they didn't get back together till Thrash of Titans. Okay, so that's ten years now. We're talking About ten yeah, years. Wow, wow. Yeah, because I do remember um, the organization when Force of Habit came out. Exodus Force of Habit. We did some like one-off dates in California, just yeah. kind of warm-up shows, and the organization was the opening band on that. Yeah, I saw. And, you, um, I saw that show at the One Step Beyond and yes, added violence. Exactly. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. That's right. So now it's 2001, and um, you're st- you're playing in Mudface at this point, right? Sift, sift, the, yeah, sift. The point, yeah. And 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 um, you uh, you get the call from Rob. Well, you actually you you call him to congratulate him. Yeah, actually. And and he's asking. Well, me, actually, he called me, and I congratulated him right away. Like right on. I'm excited. Then that's when he asked me. And was Will a part of it automatically? No, no. It was still the original four at the time. It was time. still the original four. Yeah. So and uh. We only had two rehearsals. <laughs> Nervous as shit, man. You know I, I mean? bet you were. Because those guys... Um, so it wasn't really a tryout then. It was a rehearsal, right? Yeah. He says, could you do You're it? You're in. You, you can do this. Well, we till this day, they never said I was in. Okay. It's like Kirk's situation when he joined He's, Metallica. Right. You've never been told you were in. No, you're no. Not, it's you're just like... In. 18 years later, I'm still... I think you're still in. I think you're in. I think I'm you're in. I think I am. you're in. You know? Pretty close. I think so. It's one of those, what, common law marriage, I guess? Yeah, I think so. I think so. that's what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, August 11th is the first show, and here I am 18 years later. Okay, so how did it feel going up on stage with Death Angel at sold-out Thrash of the Titans gig for Chuck Billy? And and there are people coming all over the world for this concert. Oh, yeah, know? I yeah. Mean, it was like, wow, Thrash had reborn. For some reason, it got an infuse of some fucking... Life and and Sod was there and and Anthrax played and and Flotsam uh, Heathen Flotsam Heathen Sadus Legacy Laws Rocket Legacy was there. Yeah, you know? um, nerve wracking because we only had two rehearsals, which is t- two days before the show. I mean, because Rob and Mark were out touring with Swarm when they were out with you know they were opening for Jerry Cantrell, like two months in the U.S. Uh-huh. And when we got back, it just for those guys it came natural. Uh-huh. For me, I was like lear- trying to play these these songs every day, and I was getting sick. How of many it. did you have to learn? Do you remember? I don't know, a good ten, maybe ten. Ten, huh? I think ten, maybe less, but an hour set. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But come on, it's nerve wracking. Did you I mean, guys play an hour? You played an hour that day, huh? I played an hour. Well, wow. we had an hour time slot, so probably. And it was a long day, man. It was, it was a, a long, long day. day. I think Legacy. We went on. Went on one, Two one thirty in the morning? No, yeah. no, I think it was later than that. It was definitely later than that. Everybody was doing full sets. I mean, a memorable day. So you know, I, I think if anything, that is what really told us all. We all looked at each other and said, "You know, we could still do this. There is a market for us out there." And then from uh, I remember Death Angel and Exodus from that time were the first two to start doing new records. Yeah, yeah. You guys, what did uh? Tempo. Tempo of the Damned. And yeah, you guys the were the, Art of the dying. Art of Dying, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I remember they put out that 
remember Nuclear Blast put out that little CD uh, kind of a teaser, and it had uh, one song from you guys on 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 one side, and then us on the other. Remember so. that? Would you had uh, Wars My Shepherd? I yeah, believe. we had Wars My or Shepherd on. I don't remember what you guys did, but I remember having the little. It was like those little CD single things you get, and yeah, one side it was Death Angel, and the other side was Exodus. Yeah, they don't do those no more. No, shame. It is a shame. Yeah. Well, they're going back to vinyl. I hope that this is. Everybody seems to be loving vinyl, bro. So I, I vinyl I love did it. make a comeback, but I don't think it's made a big comeback how it was in the eighties. You know, well, in the seventies or the seventies, I mean, you're right. You know, but it's still there. I'm still praying for record stores to come back. Hopefully, they'll it'll they'll come back to that. I mean, I hope, but I'm not gonna. Now, when you guys did Thrash of the Titans, um, were, did you decide after the gig going, you know what, fuck this, we can do this, let's write a new record? Or was that talks in before, you know? No, no. Or were they talking about it before they had re- re- uh, recruited you? No, here's, I mean, um, Death Angel was the last band to confirm, to tell you the truth. I mean, those guys didn't want to do Death Angel anymore. They closed the books, they ended on a high note, you right. know? And they went on and did... As you know, other projects, the organization right, right. Swarm, Big Shrimp, or you know whatever came about of that. But they they laid it to rest. They laid it to rest, like it's not open that can of worms. And I think it was Chuck that called Rob. And uh, then they all got together. The four of them go, well, if we're gonna reunite, it's not gonna be for money. It's not gonna be for you know to cash in. It's gonna be for Chuck. So let's right. Do it. And right after that hour set, I guess you could kind of. See the I think the everybody eyes. did. Everyone, you got Everybody I mean? did that day. I think if you would, if you had to take through the times of the '90s and grunge and what mm, just stamped metal and thrash out and for that for that point. I mean, I remember Dave Mustaine was selling his guitars and the backdrops for Megadeth. It was kind of like over with, and then all of a sudden, this concert happened. And like I said, everybody, we kind of looked at each other and said. They're coming from all over the world to see us. Yeah. We could still fucking do this. I think, that, and, and unfortunately, with Chuck having to be diagnosed with cancer, right. uh, the positive thing that you could take from it is it was the catalyst. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, I get you know, Full on agree with that. Full you know, on agree catalyst. with that. that. That, I think that show was the one that brought thrash no 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 definitely definitely. all eyes were open well and again because it's the bay area and you know this is the capital of thrash metal where we come from so it's the bay area kind of re-infusing giving it a fucking shot of adrenaline to thrash you know because uh, unless you were like pantera or a death metal band yeah you know none of us could do anything i couldn't get a game of fucking jacks yeah being in thrash it's like Nobody wanted to hear it at that point. In America. Yes, in America. That's true. In America, America. you know, like, if you notice bands like Creator. Right, Creator, sure. But they never came over here. They stayed over there. They came, not as much, but they stayed over there. And look how huge they were because people never, metal, whatever genre you want to put it, they always supported it. It Well, it's still to this day. It's a part. I mean, I think that, and I've always said that, and I don't try to... um, you know, American metal fans are metal fans, and and yeah. I've always explained it like this: If you love heavy metal, nobody's come up to you and said, 
hey, dude, I got this cool band. And you go, you know, I listened to Slayer for like a summer. If you're fucking into metal, you're into metal your yeah. whole life. I'm 55 years old. I've been into the hardest type musics my whole my whole life. I love thrash. I still listen to heavy music. It's not like, oh, I'm older now. I do play it for a living, but I don't necessarily, I, believe me, I fucking love it. I still listen to it hard. And I think that that goes with most metal fans. But in America, it's not as... I mean, they are. There is rabid, but not like South America. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. And, and and some places in Germany and and and, uh, and parts of um, Europe that are just rabid for it. When you go behind the Iron Curtain in places like Hungary and and Poland, and, and Poland it's like man, they 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 they've they know you've coming all week. If you're coming on a Monday, they know two weeks at Exodus or Death Angel. They're going to be there. They plan their life around it, and it's really kind of. You know, I, I know a lot of fans in America, they've come up to me and said, hey, and I'm sure they've said the same thing. Yeah. Hey, how are the crowds over there? I heard they're crazy. And they are. They just love it. The battle jackets are still oh, yeah. part of it. You know what I mean? You know, the you, crowd participation. Exactly. You know, I mean, come on, we played festivals. You know what it's sure, like. Sure, You know, sure. that's why um, everyone goes to Europe. That's why these festivals are so huge, because metal is huge. Right. And, 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 oh, and in our, uh, our type of... Uh, Especially in what we do, you know what I mean. Yeah. Thrash metal is real; they love it over there. You oh, know, yeah. they, they they really do. Especially and, and, the Dutch, and oh, they love it, and we <laughs> do very well over there. So now, you guys, when do they come to you? And because now you're you're a new guy, right? Yeah, you've just played your first gig, and when do they come to you and go, check it out, Ted? We're gonna write a new record. When did that happen, or did it ever come out like that, or did you guys kind of ever have a meeting over it, or no, you know, no, you no? Didn't, After Flash uh... of the Titans, then everyone went to do their own thing, you know. Then it, then I guess Rob got the call from Andre Verhoosen. Verhoosen, yes, yeah. Then Andre. it was a uh, the Dynamo Dynamo Festival, yeah, of course, two thousand and two. And, um, so a whole year went by then. A whole almost. year went by. And, and what was your contact with those guys at that time? Oh, we kept in touch. Uh-huh. You know, just like you know, saw them at their shows, swarm. But there were no out. more Death Angel shows, no. and there wasn't even any talk of Death Angel no, shows then. Not no talk, whatever. Then I guess Andre calls and goes, "I'm doing Dynamo. Would you guys like to play?" And uh, and I want you to do a headlining gig at the FNR the night before. Oh man! So. And uh, I love the FNR. Oh yeah, and the, we're talking about the old FNR. Uh, yeah, you know. And uh, then it was brought up, hey, you want to go? I go, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. You know what I mean? So we did a couple of uh, shows in the Bay Area as warm-ups. Then we went out there and did FNRs. It was sold out before we got there. Sure. And, of course, Of course, because you hadn't played in such yeah, a long yeah. time. And, and you they're know still into it. You know what I mean? You know, and having to have my first international gig playing with that thing, I could see, you know, they've talked about how Holland is the shit. Okay. You know, when it comes to that. And, you know, having to experience that firsthand playing a show with them and having to hear the stories, that show at the FNR was pretty magical. And Eindhoven of all and places. Eindhoven. That's my, to me, I mean, I love all the Dutch. I love all the places in Holland. But to me, I love Eindhoven. I love the city. I love oh, all, yeah. the, all the people there. It's, it's just been, it seems like I'm very, and, and again, I love all of Holland. Everywhere, you guys are great. You treat Exodus great. But... I, when I'm in Eindhoven, it's something like I, I just some about Eindhoven. I love yeah. it. I love the feel, the smell. I like to go out and you know, and like right where the FNR is now, they got a couple of club, yeah. cool clubs there, and I just, I just love the vibe. So Eindhoven, you fucking kill, you know. Yeah. So having to you know hear the stories from Robin Mark and everyone else, how how much they had a great time and 
Holland and blah blah blah, and going out there to play, you know, sold out show at the FNR. Everyone's singing along. You go, whoa! These people waited eleven years, and they they came in full force. And of course, the Dynamo the next day. We support Soulfly was headlining. We were right below them, and you know, having yeah. to see the crowd just yeah, like, it's wow. forty. 60,000 at that point, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe even more than that. I know because that festival, I actually played one of the very first ones, Dynamo Open Air in 1988 with Laws Rocket, and I know it was 25,000 people at that time or 30,000, but I know the festival grew to like 60, 70, 80,000. I think it was at 100,000. It could have been. It could have been that big. I know it got really big. Okay, so after this huge thing in europe what's everybody saying what are they what, what, Dude, what, what, it, it, it's funny because it was all baby steps then after that we came home then was that vultures row in treasure island with machine head we did that then all of a sudden you know word is getting out then we did that no mercy tour johan tour uh-huh, Johan in 2003 and right when we did that tour it was like two and a half weeks that's when nuclear blast came out well they yeah. didn't come out to the you know to uh-huh. the uh holland gig uh-huh. They came out because it was the tour. It was Testament, Marduk, Nuclear Assault, Us, Darkane. It was just a you know malevolent creation, propane, a package tour. That's how he did it. Yeah, that's how he and did it. And that's when uh, Nuclear Blast came out and started courting the band. And I guess from there, everyone goes, let's uh, let's give it a shot. So I mean, and what what where are we at now? Two thousand and two, three. That was like uh, was it March of two thousand March of two thousand three, April around that time. Yeah, because our albums came out pretty much simultaneously. Yeah, we, ours we, came out in 04, Art of yeah. Dying. You guys came out in 04, too, early yeah, 04. Yeah, no, early 04, because yeah. we, we, um, we had the record done. We basically did it on Temple of the Dam. We did it on our own. Yeah. And then we um, um, uh, kind of, they heard it and was like, okay, we want this record. And that's when we yeah. shopped it to them and that kind of happened. Can you remember? Because I couldn't tell you what month Tempo came out. Leave me comments and let me know what month my album came out. <laughs> April or May of 04. Uh-huh. Right around there. And was there a full-blown world tour set up for you guys at that point? Because Nuclear Blast was pretty good with us. From They've been great with us from the start to now. I mean, I love them. Um, it, was, it was pretty weird. I mean, for, you know, we did some... We didn't tour as much as I hope we toured on that album. Um... Our dying came out. We did a European tour. Then we were doing one-offs. Then, for personal reasons, the band went back on a little hiatus. So nothing in the <laughs> states, really. Then nothing huh? really. Just one-offs, like West Coast. But running. I have to be honest with you. When Tempo came out, and we did do the states at that time, the shows were not all that great. And I was like, we were like, wow, because yeah. Europe was so receptive. Oh yeah. But yeah, it seems like the states had not got into it as quick yet you know yeah, yeah. and so we were having that you know ooh, how many people are coming tonight kind of thing so it wasn't a lot of bands were you know losing on the road and dying out on the road because they were trying to rekindle what we had done maybe you know what 10 years prior 12 yeah. years prior but it so, was a you know different time <coughs> yeah it was i mean completely it, different, a different time. time i guess I mean, for you, I mean, what, uh, you, 
Exodus wasn't doing nothing when the band kind of stopped before you reform? Uh, 93. Yeah, okay. 93, then to have to come back like 10 years later trying to like start off where you left. Right, it's a exactly. different, no, it no, a it's different landscape. You, you know, know? And, and it's a trip. And I thought, you know, to be honest, I, I thought we would at least pick up a little bit where we left off. Yeah. But then there were some shows that were great, you know, but there were some nights where I was just like, really <laughs> really yeah oh my yeah yeah i mean we we've there's more songs that. on the song list than there's people in the crowd tonight yeah. you know what i yeah, mean we experienced that in the states too but you know i guess you just got to figure out how are we gonna do this right you know exactly you know you try to go out and headline because you know you want a headline but then again you got to think about trying to team up with bands now it worked for us and you know it does you know? and it's still and i have to be honest with you with so much um, touring out there, I, I think it's it makes more sense to package it all together. You know what I mean? Put four great bands together so people really look at it like, man, I got to go see this, man. Yeah. Look at all these four bands together on one bill. It's something other than like a, you know, like Exodus going out and headlining or Death Angel going with a local couple of yeah, openers. Yeah. I mean, those are always cool and those fun, but they just don't. You know, I, I'd rather go see this on Friday that's got this, 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 and this. To me, it makes more sense. To me, it, I love playing with, I like that thing we did in December was yeah, fun Yeah, with Sodom and Suicidal Angels. Yeah, yeah. So it was just great. I mean, packages are good. Don't get me wrong. It draws a lot of people, gets them to come out, and it's just a lot easier. But then again, there's always the cons. Like, people go, we should play a little longer. Or yeah. what time did you go on? Yeah, I thought you guys were going on at this time, and you went on at this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that there's that too. Yeah, of course there is that too. So then, you know all the logistics as well, but yeah. it may, it does make sense to package up. It just gives the fan a bang for their buck. No, I think no, it does. You know, it does. Now, um, after you said you went on a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Would you, what was your deal with Nuclear Blast? I mean, was there like we're not just going to do one record, or we're going to you know? Do you remember? No, I don't know the deal at the time. I know when we did that, I think we went on a little hiatus because Andy moved out of state. Uh huh. So when your drummer's out of state, how could you kind of, it's kind of at the time in 2004, kind of hard to jam. So we didn't get back into the swing of things until like 2006. We had all of like half of 04 off and into 2005 off. Okay, so... Then who initiated the first call, or how did that the wheel get going again? again? Andy yes. moved back. Okay, and that's when all right, let's get jamming. Then we, you know, got offered to go to the Philippines for the first time. Uh -huh. Then we did rock hard, fast, you know, slowly. How was the Philippines? Talk about that because you know the band is basically you know the the, the heritage of, of of Filipino family members together. Yeah. What was that reception like in the Philippines? Insane, I bet insane it had to be we played a big festival it was i always wanted to play there because of the heritage right whatnot, of course you know what i mean but when we got there it was unreal you know the weather was it's a weather it's unbearable yeah you know yeah but the reception was good everyone was great the festival was good we just it was just an amazing experience having to play there for the first time really you know and who was our tour manager and guide at the time gus peppa no way yeah he got us the gig the first time out there. Wow. Yeah. Because he was living out there for a while. What was that like, having Gus? Gus is great. Uh, Gus is great. Gus is great. I love him. I yeah. love them both. I love him. I love Andy. I love Yeah. Love those guys. I, I see them 
from time to time. Everyone's, where did I see them? I seen them at Slayer backstage on the last Slayer thing in San Jose. At that, I saw both of them there. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen them in a while. Gave them a big hug. They look a little older, but don't we all? Yeah, yeah. But it's just great to see them again, you know. So, um, as long as how many shows alive over well. there, Ted? How many did you guys you do in the Philippines? Yeah, one. Yeah. One show. One show. Wow, it's kind of a lot. How long did you get to play? Hour at least? Over an hour. Okay, good. Okay, Over an hour. You know? I mean, it was a 16-hour flight. Sure is. You know? Oh, oh. But we God. were able to stay like, you know, like uh, a couple days before the show. Oh, so you got after. some time. Well, that's yeah, we cool. That wasn't like It wasn't boom, like boom. you arrived, the next day you play, and the next day you fly home, no, which is always the case so many in a lot of, the, of Every God, we did, I did Dynamo last year. Yeah. We did Dynamo last year, and I had to fly in, leave on a Thursday, arrive on a Friday, play on a Saturday, fly home on a Sunday. You spent a weekend going to Holland yeah. to do, oh, well, we did 55 minutes. That's <laughs> it. Amazing. Yeah. But we were fortunate enough to spend a couple days before and after, so it was awesome. Okay, and this is 06? It was like 07. Oh, oh, 07. Oh, we, we started getting the ball rolling in 06 again. You know, writing and doing some stuff. Then it wasn't until '07 that Rock Hard in the Philippines and started getting our feet wet again, and that's when we started writing for the next album, which is Killing Season. Killing Season. Mm -hmm. And 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 on Killing Season, that was released '08. '08. Like February, March of '08, around that time. And we did, uh, we did some, we did quite, you know, some extensive touring. We did Europe. Then the States, then we went back to Europe. Then when we came back after the summer run, that's when uh Dan decided to step down. That's when that's when um Dan left. Uh-huh. Uh the summer of oh eight. Yeah, I uh -huh. mean he he did our la he played the last gig. I think was it November of oh eight at the Regency we played with uh oh, Devil Driver, I believe. Really? Yeah. That was his uh final goodbye, I guess, you know. I guess like, where some people get to a point where, you know. If you don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Whether reasons, fun, whether it's uh, personal, financial, I don't whatever. care what it is. Yeah. Family, I know because a lot of people know I got out of the business. I got out of the band in 04 and I re came back in, 04, in 14. And there's a lot of things. I'll do a whole episode on that, believe yeah. me. But, uh, you know, those things happen. Yeah. So now the lineup is? Now... When Dan left, we got Sammy Diosdado just for a little bit, who was a bass player in Mark's side band, All Time uh -huh. Highs. Uh -huh. So he filled in for about a year. And it's funny because we went to Australia in March of 2009, and that was Andy's last run with us. And and talk about that a little bit. Was Andy, you know, I know he had started a family and he was doing that. Yeah. Was, is that basically where he he went with it? I, I think so. I, I mean, I haven't really spoken to Andy much about it. Uh, Australia was, uh, it was a, it was a surreal, weird scene because it was our first time there and we were having a good time. We went out with Armored Saint, and but I guess Andy wasn't feeling it no more. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really talked I to him. I know that. I know but that. I know, maybe that's the case. I but. know Rob and Mark have during that time. And then the call I got was, you know, Andy's not going to, he's not into it no more. I think, you know, he had talks with Rob and Mark, I believe. Uh -huh. You know, I didn't really get it. And this is in 08. 09. Oh, March 09. of 09. March of 09. Yeah. Now, did you know right away you were going to get the hammer or, or right away? or what? Or did, I mean. You know, it's funny. I'll tell you a story. Like when, when Andy quit, um, I thought the band was over. 
you know, because when you have two, you know, founding members, and Andy was a really big integral part of the band, songwriter, great drummer, you know, great musician. Oh, yeah. I believe know? me. I seen him from the day exactly, one. Exactly. When he exactly. was in there from day one. I thought, you know, I had, I too had other stuff going on in my life. Dude. I go, all right, you know, you'll get back to me when you get back to me. Right. And um, I think Rob and Mark had a discussion, and, you know, Mark's the one that we got to keep going forth. We have to. So Mark called me and goes, hey, talk to Rob. We're going to keep doing this. Are you in? I go, yeah. He goes, call Will Carroll. That was Mark's decision. Ah, call Will Carroll. I want, I want Will Carroll to come in and play. And, you know, at that time, I wasn't even thinking of it. It's not like I was against it. Because you guys had history before, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. But I was I had, like I said, I had stuff going on in my life at the time that I didn't want to deal with. You know, okay, Andy left. It's going to lay to rest for a little bit. I, I could do other shit. Right. So then Mark called me and goes, I want get a hold of Will Carroll. I want him. I go, and it shocked me. Like, oh, shit. Okay. Fuck I'll, yeah. I'll get a hold of him. And I got a hold of Will. And he came in and, you know. That's all. He came in. That's all he has yeah. to do. And 10 years later. You know, well, 10 years. I know because I have him in my. A lot of people don't know in California, a lot of times I have an ACDZ tribute band. It's called ACDZ. And Will is my drummer. We don't really venture out with it because of both of our schedules and the yeah. things we do. But when we're both home, we book shows at little clubs and play and play as I've we all try play. to be ACs. Yes, you yeah. have. We we do AC. And we'll, I'll say this. <sighs> One of the best I've ever fucking played with in my life. And ear for what's right. And that guy plays everything to the fucking T. He's an amazing drummer. I know, I, mean, I heard stories even correct like the guitar player and bass player. Hey, dude, you're playing it wrong. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Stories. Oh, you don't even know. He'll stop mid-tune. Hey, dude, uh, it doesn't go like that. <laughs> Just like this. Was that a goodwill invitation? Yeah, yeah close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Hey, dude, you're playing that wrong. Yeah. I mean, mid-song. And the bass player would be like, that's fucking awesome when a drummer can tell me that I'm playing my, my part yeah. wrong. So he knows how it goes, yeah. you know. I mean, he, you know Will Carroll. He's a listener of music, all sorts of music. I mean, you get air drum. He's, he's the man. Yeah. He knows it all. He's he's winning. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. So he so, came in right after when Andy left because right when we were in Australia with Andy, we already had a European tour booked. And when Andy left, we're like, oh, we can't cancel Europe. So, you know, we got Will to come in and boom. And boom. 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 Now, you said you had another bass player. When did you get Damien? When, when did Damien come in to mix? And here's another story, dude. Me, me and Will played with Damien in their band called Scarecrow at the time. They had a Scarecrow, but then Matt Harvey was in the band. Uh -huh. He left, and Will goes, why don't you just come and jam with us? So I jammed with Will and Damien. Uh -huh. I knew how good Damien was. But we had Sammy at the time. Again, Sammy, like in, was it September of 09, Sammy called. We were starting to write a record, Relentless, Relentless Retribution at the time. Uh -huh. And uh, Sammy goes, hey, dude, I, I can't continue with the band. I, I need to spend time with my kid. You know, again, family, which you understand. I do understand. And um, so it was Mark that says, get Damon in here. I mean, Mark, he keeps his eyes open. You know, he, he's not one of those, keeps his eyes and ears open. Like, I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, another member change, dude? Mark goes, call Damien. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so call Damien. And his first show was in Eindhoven. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So Death Angel to me is like, you're a Bay Area band, but boy, you're from Eindhoven. Yeah, kinda, my huh? first show was in first Eindhoven, show, Damon. I mean, God, you're b 
Buster Cherries in Eindhoven. Yeah. What a great place. I, again, what a great place. Oh, to, totally. One of my favorite places in Europe of all places to be, to play and to be yeah. a lonely. So, so um, and this is 09. Yeah. Uh, November of 09. November of uh, 09. Like, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it's a... What's that festival? Uh, was it uh, what Steve the Fest, I think. No, what's it called? It's called... Um, no, well, um, well, Eindhoven Metal Meeting? Eindhoven Metal no, Meeting. No, we didn't it play that one. It wasn't that, huh? No, it wasn't that. We played Speed Fest. It was Speed Fest. Or it was Speed some Fest. some sort of festival in That's Eindhoven. right, guys. Europe has festivals running all fucking year long. Oh, yeah. Believe me. It's insane. All year long. Yeah. So, and right after we had Damien, the, the lineup's been solid till this day. And very solid as it is. Yeah. I love. I didn't get to know him that well until we were on the bus every day together and hanging out. And I fucking love that guy. And he's yeah. an amazing player. He is. And, and, and I really respect how he carries himself full on. And, you know, I've, I've always got, Tanyan, can we cup a coffee? Love that yeah. dude. Love that. Every time I see him, he'd be standing on stage playing. I'd look at him and go, just give me a cup of coffee. I mean, Jeez. the lineup's been solid. We're stoked, you know. I mean, four albums in with this lineup. Yes, it's it, great. It's it's something to you know something to say about really. It's great. So, well, right on, man. I love you coming in, coming in, talking Death Angel. I can bring you in to talk more Death Angel, right, oh, dude? Anytime. Cool. Bay Area Thrash and everything. You guys leave me damn comments and let me know what you think about this. And uh, obviously. Subscribe to my channel, and um, we're, we're actually going to do an episode with you as well on on Humanicide. So that's going to come up here and and pretty soon when the album drops. Is that okay? Sounds good. Nice. We'll see all you guys real soon in Zetro's Toxic Vault. Mm -hmm.